Radio Sport Breakfast. Oh, it is a Tuesday. Feels like a Monday, but I rest assured as it is a Tuesday working day, unless you're living in Tasmania. And I don't know that Andrew Voss would be in Tasmania at this point of time because I think he's in Sydney. Am I right, Vossy? Uh, correct. I've only spent one day in Tasmania in my life. How oh. about that? Was that an accident? Athletics no, I did some athletics down there one year. I did some commentary on athletics and I flew in on the morning and I flew out at night. True story. By the way, yes, I think you may have made a very brief uh, mention of Commonwealth Games there at the top. Um, oh, they're on this week, are they? They start. <laughs> <laughs> oh, seriously. Slow burn. Uh, it, it's amazing. It's amazing where the Commonwealth Games have got. I know it's been very heavy news time with the cricket and the football codes are up and running, rugby league, AFL. But boy, oh boy, um, it has had so little coverage here. And I even spent time last week, in, uh, last week on the Gold Coast. You know, I flew into the Gold Coast uh, a couple of times and flew into Brisbane and Townsville. And boy, oh boy, it's underwhelming, folks. I wish all the athletes well, though. You know, but it's quite weird though. We've we discovered this meeting with the Winter Olympics. That kind of snuck up on us on the day beforehand. We were like, "Well, really that." As soon as there was a New Zealander doing well, we were like, "All right, I love, <laughs> I love what is this yes. slope style? I love slope yes. style. Go slopes!" Is yes. everyone watching? Well, you know, I got to say though, this time around, the fact that it is in, and I'm speaking from an Australian aspect, it's in our own backyard to have that little coverage. There would be people out there today going off to work who dead set don't. Well, they don't know when they start. Hmm. And and I can't imagine that's ever happened before. Oh well, look, we know the NRL has started, and it's uh, massive. I mean, the, that's it. The the ones that have come charging out of the gate uh, from all, uh, from the uh, from New Zealand, you know, said Auckland, sorry, uh, New Zealand, and uh, also St George Illawarra. Tell us a bit. Of, tell mm. us a bit about dragonsy type things. Well, before we well, get it to looks the it looks real to me. Both uh, lots of form. Um, what the dragons are doing now. You have got to remember. Keep in mind if you're analysing St George Illawarra, they started last year with six wins from their first seven matches, and ended up missing the eight. So everything you sort of think about them, you just a question mark. But I'm telling you, the form they're producing now looks better than what they did at the start of last year, simply because they look more potent side. And the fact that they can score more points um, than what they were doing, and that's been helped by the fact that Gareth Widdop is, is superb. But they now have this young fullback, Matt Dusty, and they have Ben Hunt from the Broncos getting better by the week. So key positions taken care of. Then we get to the Warriors, and I had a really good think about this, and I was watching Canberra the other night on the back of having watched the Warriors win. Now, every team is strong. All the players are strong. They all lift, you know, small cars in the gyms and all that. But the difference with the Warriors compared to other sides and the difference maybe with the Warriors this year to other years, power. If you, if you can get what I'm saying. They're not just strong, but they have power. And I look at someone like Bunty Yafoa the other day with his runs. You know, after contact meters, leg drive, there is quite obvious, tangible evidence of the hard work that Mr. Corvo, the strength and conditioning coach, has brought to the Warriors, which is now out on the field for us all to see. Whatever they worked on in the off-season, they worked very hard. There were no shortcuts, but it's been football smart because they're better footballers as a result of the work they've done in the gym in the off-season. No question about it. They were 3-0 and before this game, Vossi, but would be fair to say they'd played against some of the teams not rated to be contenders, whereas yep. this time they have thumped the Roosters. So yeah, anybody that may have been kind of hedging their bets, do you think now yep. would need to be all in to say, yes, based on that, the Warriors are the real deal this season? They probably haven't pushed all their chips in, in poker terms, and saying we're all in, but 
The thing about that performance over the Roosters, and you know that I've covered a lot of Warriors games over the years, and I often joke, used to joke with Daryl Halligan, my co-commentator on Sky, a Warriors game doesn't start till the last 10 minutes. You know, you never feel comfortable, even if they led by 12 or 16 or 18, you still thought they could get done. The authority of Saturday's performance was what really impressed me. I, I didn't think the win was in doubt at any stage. I, I know the, the try in the opening minutes, but the Warriors just dusted themselves off, went back to what they were doing. And at no stage in the second half did I think they've, they've lost control of this game at all. And that is so rare for a Warriors team. So they tipped more boxes for me on the weekend. And I still, I, I wrote again this week for um, different websites. We're going to be having this discussion all year about who is the buyer of the year. I still have... Uh, Torhu Harris ahead of Blake Green. They're going neck and neck, and James Maloney probably out of Penrith. There's plenty of contenders, but Torhu Harris for me has Amen. been such a good, has been just superb. Uh, he doesn't have to be captain, he's a leader. And then what he's doing with the football on that edge as well is sensational. Because oh, I remember back when uh, the Warriors had a, a large man running around, Ali Lautiti who was also playing in a, in, a, in a similar channel with with offloads and what have you. And I, I thought that as well. There was particularly one try when the Warriors were playing left, right. I forget what it was, but you know, you know the one I mean. He went in, mm. took two tacklers yep. and sort of spun and got that away. And it's like that kind of thing has, has been fully missing uh, in the last few mm. years of what they had. He was, he's, been, he's been amazing. To get a player like him at the peak of his powers out of the Melbourne system as well, Kiwi International. As I say, he doesn't need to have the little C next to his name. Torhu Harris, he talked the talk when he pre-season. He said, I've come here to challenge myself. I want to take on a, you know, a bigger leadership role. He is walking the walk now. He's doing it. And um, while Blake Green seems to get a lot of press over here, and there's, a, there's an origin element to that, they're starting to talk about Blake Green as possible number six for state of origin. I'm telling you, what I'm seeing from Torhu Harris, that's, that's one of the big X factors for the Warriors um, from, from this year to others. 8.14, Radio Sport talking the NRL with Andrew Voss every Tuesday. And then we get to the penalties, Andrew. Are you kidding me? The penalties. How many penalties this season? Who is to blame for the penalties? And do you like this trend that developed last year and has gone on again this year with teams kicking penalties? Yeah, well, no, I don't like watching penalty goals kicked. Um, but uh, who's to blame for the penalties? Coaches and then the players. Look, if... if if they, if they haven't got the message yet, no, I, I will bag Melbourne right now, and that's a pretty rare thing to happen because they're the benchmark in terms of performance. I thought last year they were one of the best sides performing of the modern era that I watched. But I, I saw the clips of their in-house trial against Newcastle. This is a month before the Premiership started, and there were something like 27 penalties that day. You knew the crackdown was on. Players had been told since December. Um, if... Eight and nine weeks later, you are still giving away the penalties. Who, who is to blame? I mean, at training, if, if I went out to, say, Penrith training today or the Tigers training, when they went through defensive drills and they're defending on their own line, they would stand on the line. So why in a match do they stand in front of the line? And, you know, and, and the referees have said, we're going to penalise you if you stand in front of the line. Well, that's just being naive and ignorant. I mean, come on, boys, try harder. And I will say there have been success stories, and the Warriors are one of them. The play the balls. In four weeks, we have solved five to ten years of absolute neglect. We've cleaned up the play of the ball. The players are trying. They've got it in their head. They're getting their foot to the ball. And that's serial offenders like Andrew Fafita, some of the Warriors players. The play of the ball's been fixed in a month. 
Well, let's try and now address these other things. They're professional rugby league players. I support the crackdown, fellas. Does that mean we will see more sin-binning of players in the next month? I hope so. I, I think that's one area where the referees haven't done their job and a little bit inconsistent, and fans hate inconsistency. It's the use of the sin bin. Now, so if you... If you rack up three, four penalties in a row, there has to be a sin bidding. You can't, you can't have that in one game and not in another. So I think we can be more consistent in the use of the sin bin. And yes, I think that's probably what the referees are going to be talking about this morning. Double header in Auckland this weekend. Vossi, have you worked out how many double headers we've got across the NRL and how have they gone so far? Uh, well, yeah, the, well, we, well, we had one over here the previous week where... Um, you know, a battling south side played and, and then we watched Cronulla play Parramatta in pretty wet conditions. Wasn't all that exciting. I actually support the concept. Um, I, look, I don't want them all the time, but I've been on my high horse for that many years. More NRL games for Auckland. So I say hallelujah to this week um, because I just don't think Auckland gets enough rugby league as one of the, you know, the big cities that support rugby league to only have the Warriors flying the flag. I don't think it's enough. Um, so I'm, I think it's great that there's a double header, and I think you're going to enjoy Melbourne Tigers as much as you enjoy watching the Warriors play. Yeah, you better believe it. It's a make good on the Denver test. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it is. It's a suck up. <laughs>